When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, blue, blue this, this is the pod, is the pod for, you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Um, the year of 2022 for the Knicks had some highs, uh, many, many, many lows in the year of 2022. And as we enter 2023, we would like to bring with us some positive new energy. Uh, here are our New Year's resolutions for the Knicks. So I will start with one here, and it, it stems from something I I, I watched um, last night from uh, Tom Thibodeau in the post-game press conference when he was asked about the performance of Emmanuel quickly and the numbers he's been putting up uh, despite playing all these big minutes in these last few games. I don't get wrapped up in the end of it. I look at what the team does, you know, and it, that's the important. How do you impact the team? And so we didn't play well, you know, and, you know, the numbers when you, you don't win don't mean anything to me. Okay, so that is nonsense. That is a nonsensical uh, uh, answer right there. Uh, Emmanuel quickly had, what, 15 assists in the last game. There he has 36 points, and the coach is saying that I, I don't care about numbers when we lose. What like so? If they would have grabbed the rebound, you would have cared about the numbers because they would have won the last game. Like I don't understand that. So my New Year's resolution for Tom Thibodeau is there will be no more nonsensical answers in the post game press conference. Like I, I can't control what he does in terms of the rotation and all that stuff. But just say things that make sense. Saying you don't care about numbers when you lose is one of the most asinine things I think I've ever heard coach say. And unfortunately, I hear these kind of asinine things from him often. And it's really odd because I've the Knicks have had other worse coaches than him in the recent years, David Fisdale, Derek Fisher, and they didn't say this kind of nonsense. Like they didn't say things that you look at and you just scratch your head and say, "What the hell was that?" You just heard that Knicks a head coach say, "I don't care about numbers when we lose." Tom Thibodeau, New Year's resolution: no more nonsensical answers in the post game press conference. Uh, good luck with that. I'll say uh, <laughs> that, that resolution has about as much a uh, chance of, of, of coming to fruition as my goals to go to the gym, for, you know, three days a week. So, uh, we'll, we'll see if that happens. Before I get into mine, a uh, quick question for you. Yeah. As someone who's uh, about 10 years younger than me, the last thing I can want to do is go out to any club or bar on New Year's Eve. What are your New Year's Eve plans um, as a younger man? Um, and have you, have you ever done the time square thing um at any point in your life the new year's eve Times square debacle so to answer the second part no i would never ever 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 go to Times square on new year's eve i don't i feel like most native new yorkers or people from the area don't want to do that that is something that is purely a um a tourist thing and a tourist trap uh i i worked at a new york one for a long time so i have um they thank God covered it from the, the comfort of a newsroom, not being right out into the, in the public. But I, I know what goes into the preparation for that. I know what it takes to actually get a spot for that. And it's something I would uh, never, ever want to do. So no Times Square, New Year's Eve for me. 
Um, I am probably, you know, because I am not a, a single young man, so probably a little more of a square uh, time for me when it comes to plans. But I, I, there will be a dinner that happens, but it's going to be much earlier in the evening. Uh, we'll go to a, a nice restaurant, but it's not going to be uh, popping bottles at the club at, at, uh, at you know, at, at the 4040 Club or, or One Oak or one of those places. Uh, those days are, are, are long gone for me uh, at this point in my life. So it'll be it'll be a nice dinner at a nice restaurant and then. Uh, we'll be uh, watching the ball drop from uh, from uh, from our living room. Solid plans. I like the idea. I, I you know, again with with two kids, I'll be lucky if I make it to midnight in, in my bed, <laughs> let, alone, uh, let alone be out of the bar somewhere. Um, as far as resolutions, um, I think you know, just looking at the big picture, I hope in twenty twenty three, the Knicks and the front office correctly assess where they are in rel in, in relation to the rest of the league in relation to the direction of the franchise and seriously consider making moves, you know, that, that look ahead, big picture. Um, and, and that includes trading Julius Randall while it looks like his value is as high as it certainly higher than it was six months ago, three months ago, a month ago. Um, he's really put together some, some impressive solid numbers here. Um, and, and a lot to be excited about, um, and I think that they have an opportunity here when teams start to get desperate at the deadline. The very interesting thing about this year's deadline is there's clearly an upper echelon. And then there's yeah. the, you know, and then there's like five or six teams, the, 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 the Rockets and, and the Spurs, ironically enough, as part of that, you know, that they're, that are solely in the, in the Wimbayana sweepstakes. Does any team look to, you know, you know, whether it's the Pacers or the, you know, or, or another club that's kind of in the mix right now, make a push to get into the, you know, get more lottery balls, or does one of those teams acquire veterans, um, you know, whether it's the Lakers or, or another club that tries to get out of that lower tier, mid tier mix and, and establish themselves as a contender, or does a contender try to solidify themselves as an elite team against the other, you know, upper echelon teams, um, does that mean another team's willing to take on on Randall and his contract and give you back positive value assets, whether it be young players, whether it be draft picks? Um, that's something that I hope the Knicks seriously consider going forward, um, because, you know, as we talked about when we first started doing these pods and as we talked about even during the eight game win streak, what's the ultimate upside of this team? Um, and, and right now, as a team that's 500, um, you know, that's probably, you know, I think Vegas had them at 39.5 or around 40 games, a game or two under 500. Um, yeah. It's hard to envision them, you know, with the, you know, and, and we've talked about even at the height of the eight game winning streak, would they be able to win a game, let alone a series against the Bucks, Celtics, Nets, Sixers? You know, it just, it, it probably isn't a, a reality. So if you, if you, if you, yeah. if, I understand that you want to maintain um, respectability and, and still be a, a near a, a solid team in in hopes that an, that a star player you know demands a trade, um, but that's a risky strategy at best. Um, whereas you know, at some point you got to consolidate these assets and and move a veteran or two and go go all in on your on the youth going forward. Um, so we'll see if that uh, becomes a reality. Yeah, I would co-sign that uh, resolution as well for the next front office. Another resolution, this one kind of more for the team itself. I guess also kind of lends on the coaching staff, but it also relies on the point guard and relies on everybody running the offense. Quentin Grimes right now averaging just seven field goals attempts per game. In 2023, I want to see that number at 10 field goals attempts at least. 
He is one of the more efficient players on the Knicks. He shows that with more shot attempts, he has more in his bag. He has more creativity. And I think it will actually open up things for everyone else offensively. Um, everyone else will have to force as much, particularly the big three guys, RJ, uh, Randall, and, and, and uh, Jalen Brunson, all guys averaging around or near 20 points a game. If they could get a, a fourth guy to really get going, the Knicks could potentially do some things in terms of, of securing a playoff spot or at least getting to the play-in. And Quentin Grimes has shown that when he gets that opportunity, he can really uh, uh, cause problems for other defenses. So I want to see Quentin Grimes in 2023 averaging at least 10 field goals a game. There's 48 minutes a game. Every team is playing at a breakneck speed. There are plenty of possessions where he can get 10 shots, especially because of how well he cuts as well. Um, I love to see him get the ball more in, in, when he makes those cuts, whether it be on Julius Randle post-ups or Jalen Brunson drives. Uh, he's very good moving out the ball. So 10 attempts to me is just not that hard for a guy like him. I want to see that those five field goal attempts go up in 2023. Definitely. Um, I would, would totally co-sign that, agree with that. You, you know where I, where I stand on the Grimes. Um, as far as a player, one thing I'd like to see from um, a player New Year's resolution is R.J. Barrett assists. Um, mm. Averages just, just three assists per game. Um, his assist rate right now is at 13.4%. That's the lowest since his, his rookie season. Um, that should be higher. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's been in the league long enough now. You know, he's playing with a true point guard. Um, spends a lot of time on the floor with Grimes, a knockdown shooter. Um, so, those, you know, those should coincide. And something we've talked about on the pod previously um, is – uh, get up when he's driving the lane, keep his head up. Don't be determined and, and bullheaded and, you know, throw up a shot or get fouled, whatever the case might be. Um, keep your eyes uh, open. Um, look for the entirety of the floor and uh, you create some easy baskets. And then once you start dishing out, um, you know, you're not going to have as many defenders crashing into the lane and, and, and building a wall that preventing you from getting the basket. Um, if players recognize that you're willing to pass it out off drives, um, that may open up some additional driving lanes for you and create easier scoring opportunities for yourself going forward. Yep. And then for a, a team goal, we've seen at countless times this year, the Knicks struggle with defending the three ball. Um, ironically enough, the team is, is fifth in, in, in opponent three point percentage. But uh, we've seen several games where teams have just uh, lit it up from the three point line. Uh, the Knicks are, are 28th in the league in uh, three point attempts allowed uh, 37, almost 38 attempts per game. They have to defend the three much better in the second half. They cannot afford that many threes going up on a consistent basis because as we've seen at points in the season, if those shots go in, you're dead on arrival. So I want to see the Knicks give up less than 33 three-point attempts per game. I think that that's fair. If you're at 37 right now, if you can cut that by four, um, in theory, that could be 12 points in a certain game. You know, quickly doing that math in my head, very scared that I was going to get that math wrong. Um, that could be 12 points in a, in a game if you, if you eliminate – some of these threes that they've been giving up and we've seen them get hurt by the three ball, um, particularly in the, in, in the game uh, in Dallas in the game against uh, the Sixers, the defense has gotten better from the three point line which is why I think you've seen that percentage drop. But as we've seen this defense slip, they have to do a better job of ensuring that teams aren't just throwing up open threes night after night after night. So I want to see that three point attempt allowed number go down in 2023. Agreed. And just, and, and, and as far as team wise, we talked about our own the pot, 
consistency, establish an identity. You obviously had the defensive structure during that eight game winning streak that allowed you to be successful, um, you know, near the top of the league in defensive efficiency during that eight game win streak. Now you're the last in the league um, it, during this five game losing streak. So just kind of find that even keel, um, less of a roller coaster, less up and down. Um, you know, you can kind of assign blame, you know, to Tibbs, to the players, um, but collectively as a group, um, if they want to establish themselves again um, as a legitimate, you know, team above 500, they need to be more consistent on the defensive end. A lot of that has to do, as you pointed out, into doing a better job defending um, the three-point line and, and allowing fewer wide-open three-pointers, which is something that has bedeviled the team all season and really during Tibbs' tenure dating back to uh, last season. Um, so we'll see if uh, they can kind of figure that out going forward. Yeah, 2022 went pretty haywire for the Knicks. It was uh, the 2022 second half of a last season really fell apart for New York. This first half of the season, 500. So not necessarily a great 2022 for the Knicks, but we're hoping that we get uh, some positive energy and and some 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 positive developments for the Knicks in the new year. Um, what I, yes, my plans. What are your plans for 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 New Year's? I, I know you said that it would be very tough to get up, stay up till midnight for the kids. Are the kids going to stay up till midnight? No, no. I got a I got a seven year old girl and a, and a three year old boy. So okay. Um, usually, what we'll do is we'll you know watch a, a taped uh, you know New Year's Eve drop, uh, you know the ball dropping around eight, and uh, you know something along those lines, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let them think it's it, it's the actual thing, and then uh, shuffle them off to bed. And yeah, um, so yeah, maybe we'll do. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll do a little uh, order in some uh, some Tony's tacos or some Chinese food or some along those lines, and um, you know do, do do something nice um, as a fan. But yeah, we uh, we did a lot of traveling now to the parents and the in laws um, yeah. for, uh, for 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 uh, Christmas and, and a little vacation thereafter um, for a couple of days. So uh, yeah, just chill, relax. Um, uh, yeah, the the days of uh, clubs and bottles and and all that stuff are are long past uh, the. Uh, the beer household yeah so tommy's to tommy's kids if you see a ball drop it says 2022 do not be alarmed it's just, <laughs> it's just saying that we're leaving 2022 exactly. that's why we're we're dropping it because it's the end of the new the year and we're going into the new year 100%. so when you watch the ball drop it says 2022 <laughs> yes because we're ending 2022